presented by Baseline Times Media. Welcome back to another episode of the Shooter Pass Podcast. And wow, a week into the NBA season, I'm back with my main man, Marcus. Welcome back, DeMario, to the show. Yo, what up? How you hey, guys doing? First things first. There will be no Lakers slander today. There's gonna be so much Lakers slander. That's it. So much slander. Cause uh do y'all, have a, do y'all have a W yet? Do these dudes not practice in the offseason? Do you do you guys have a W? How do they look? Here's what I'm mad about. And like yeah. this, is, mm. this is this is my intro. You train the whole offseason to just miss wide-open jumpers. I don't get that. That's fact. I, I Either I don't. And don't get me wrong. I know starting off rusty, blah, blah. Like, right now I read some stat earlier that Klay Thompson's shooting, like, 18% from three. I mean, it's like something ugly. Klay's been – but, like, I heard, I heard all this hype about Brandon Ingram, right? And, like, I don't know. I personally, I don't see him becoming that player. And he could. He's still young. But at what point – Will we stop saying he's young, he's young, and just realize that he's probably not the player that we think he's going to be? I mean, Two I don't. Years. I really don't, but we'll see. Because uh, right now, it's, it's trash. But I'm proud, I'm, proud, I'm proud of Lonzo. I'm proud of Lonzo. I think I saw him knock some sh- a few shots down. I didn't expect him to hit. But otherwise, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Lonzo, man. It looks like he put some work in. Can we talk about this, how last year, this time, Lonzo was like, for sure, rookie of the year candidate with Ben, who's going to win rookie of the year this, <laughs> this year. And now Lonzo is like eighth, ninth man off the bench. Life humbles you. And where is LeVar Ball at, bro? Did they kill this man? LeBron said, shut up. Bro, that just shows LeBron's power. Because, like, last year this time, we, we heard LeVar Ball every single moment, every single second of the day. We this talked about it every show, yeah. Every probably, single yeah. show we talked we, we about talked him. about Lamar. And it's true. now it's like he, he is nowhere to be found. Absolutely. Maybe that, uh, maybe that league he has has him busy. Bro, he's, mm. he's in Chino Hills just like <laughs> on house arrest, bro. They really just Jimmy Hoffa. This, <laughs> this dude is just gone. Like he disappeared like Fredo Corleone on the boat. Like he, <laughs> like he got whacked. They really just – like this dude's gone. Like, he don't even – it's, it's crazy to me. Like, even the other day, I was like, yo, we really have not seen from LeVar Ball since, like, the last week of the season. This is true. Mm-hmm. It's facts. Really quick, guys. How do you guys feel about the World Series so far? Um, you know I'm, I don't care. I'm torn I, because – I hope both teams burn down. Yeah, I hope the series I, doesn't end. I'm torn because I dislike Boston with a passion, and I've been programmed to dislike L.A. because I live here, and I talk a lot of shit about how they haven't won since 88. Their last World Series victory was when VHS was popping. Yep. So, like, now I'm like, damn, what do I do? I'm, I'm cheering for the Dodgers, but then I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I'm not. I'm definitely not cheering for Boston. So I just hope that fucking Buds, the ghost of Bud Selig comes back, and he just says that, you know, there's, like, no winner <laughs> because – Joel Embiid said so, and like whatever. I just I don't know, man. It's very it's a sad day for me because the Yankees got eliminated, and you have two of my most hated teams. I know, so right? Sucks. That's what's up. Well, you know, shout out to you guys. I know you guys are definitely not wanting to see another Boston W. No, this is disgusting. I know. Not at all. This is their fourth now since '04. You know what just sucks in general is that <laughs> don't get me wrong. All sports fans are shitty. 
all cities. But Boston is like not only shitty, but they're racist as fuck. And mm-hmm. ever since Tom Brady became the quarterback in like whatever year, 2000, or ever since 2000, Boston sports have just dominated, bro. They've just, and they don't deserve it. They really like, don't. They're just terrible fucking humans. They're all racist, like all of them. Even Bill Russell is old ass. He's racist too. This is, this is true. <laughs> and I don't know, man. Like, it sucks. I mean, I can't even hate. Like, you know, the scary thing is that this Boston team could easily add, like, a Manny Machado or a Bryce Harper to an already dominant 108-win team. This team scares me. Well, uh, there you have it. A quick baseball update with two Yankee fans on the show. But, uh, gentlemen. You know what you know, this is pettiness. This is nothing but pettiness. All pettiness. People grew up watching New York sports dominate. So now you have all these GMs who just hated New York teams growing up. So they feed them to all these oh, Boston teams. come on. This is, yep. this is facts. facts. It's facts. This is oh, my Demo. God. We're going we're gonna to dig all into facts. this. All facts. This is, this is, this is tinfoil hour right now. Oh, I know. All my facts. God. Wasn't the guy who did Moneyball? He was a Boston dude, right? Yep. See? Just started with him. Yep. Jeez, really? And what's crazy? Oh, here, what do you mean, here's really? the funny thing. The here's the funny thing. The here's the funny here. thing. The thing about Moneyball. Here's what's crazy: is that Boston was the first major, uh, big market city to say, "Oh my God, that guy's smart. Let us do it." Mm-hmm. And then they got Theo. He came in, and yeah, it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's a conspiracy, and everybody's getting sued tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I got to right. Well, uh, there you have it, Boston fans. Just the jabs throwing at you. And uh, speaking of jabs, CP3 and Uh-oh. Rondo. Oh, oh, Ricky. To spit or not to spit, man. Here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. They haven't liked each other forever, and I, I did not know this, but it, it goes back to when CP3 was what on like the Pelicans. And here's the thing: both of these guys or, like, evil geniuses on the court. They do things to get under, like, people's skin. They're just – they're those players. So when I saw them first, I was just thinking, okay, cool. But then you see Rondo spit on him. And it's like, oh, like, that's not right. That's disgusting. That's filthy. Mm-hmm. That's just – that's dirty. That's dirty, dirty, dirty. And it just sucked that it had to come to that, like, spit? My mother told me at an early age that spitting on somebody is like probably one of the worst things that you can do to them besides killing somebody or sleeping with their wife. And it's just disgusting to like, why would you spit on? And then Rondo lies and says he didn't spit on him. They're like, bro, we saw the spit with today's technology. You can see any, I can see what Chevy ate today from my house by hovering over him with, with, with Google, whatever, you know? So I don't know, man. I mean, that was filthy. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue back and forth like if it's spit or not because he claims that, you know, he had his mouth pieced in, whatever it is, what it is. And then they're always, they're always oh, well, wait, like if I, I, you know, if you, if I were to spit on you, I'd probably react a little bit more quicker than sticking a finger in your face or whatever. But I mean, I didn't know that either. That I mean, it's what, so many years ago, Chris Paul in that picture, Chris Paul still in a Hornets uniform with the Rondo and the Celtics <laughs> uni. Like, it's still, you know, so long ago. But I will say this. For, and I'm a CP3 guy. I love CP3. He's one of my favorite point guards of all time. But do you guys feel like 
like these little players, like these point guards, these guards, because we, we talk about John Stockton, right? Not necessarily dirty, but they get away with a little bit more. They get away with murder. When, you know, than the big men do, because it's like, oh, you get some big, like Shaq. I mean, Shaq, an Embiid, you know, these guys just look like they'll cause wrecking havoc. You know what I'm saying? They get away with murder. Like, Chris Paul has been dirty. But since, they really do. Uh, what was that? Wake Forest? The mm-hmm. uh, uh, the black guy. I forget his name. Hold up. It's going to come to me. Wake uh, Forest. Anyway, he's been dirty since he clipped him in his balls. You know, uh, I mean, he... I mean, he's a dirty Chris player. Paul has multiple nut shots on his resume. Yeah, you know he's a dirty player. He's been dirty. Uh, who was it? Julius Hodge. Yeah, Julius Hodge. And I mean, he's just been a dirty player. You know, he. I mean, it. It's not like a, a, a secret. Same thing with Rondo. Rondo has done dirty things. Been a dirty player. Now, here's what I want to discuss: is this whole Chris Paul's a bad teammate thing? Because I've heard that. I've heard that's I've heard from Blake. We've heard it from DeAndre. We heard it from Glenn Big Baby. I mean, what's going on? I think if anything, it's probably he's selfish or something. Like the offense probably always has to run through him. He's always got to be the one who's balling his hand. Blah blah blah. Well, I think I think it's that and a combination of okay, like I'm gonna hold you accountable for for messing up this play. I'm gonna hold you yeah. accountable for not doing your job or rotate on defense. Oh, but Chris. You know, just two plays ago, you didn't rotate and help me. No, 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 it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I think it's a lot of that. And I agree. He, he could, he's probably a terrible leader amongst his teammates. Not really, and especially off the court. Like the thing is, he's great on the court. We saw, we saw him do some great things against Golden State, right, right before he went down with the injury. Maybe he's a little bit. Maybe his injuries are a little bit of some karma to say, okay, you know what, <laughs> you're a terrible, shitty teammate. This is what's gonna happen to you. And the thing Sessing is, around Chris. You, and, you, and you're not winning either. So it's like, all right, Chris, like, what have you won? Like, you step into a locker room, and I'm like, tomorrow, yeah, you're six, whatever, and we're out, you're out here hooping. But, dude, we haven't won a game all, yeah. all, all the, the whole entire two hours we've been in this LA fitness gym. So, yeah. what, what, why are you telling me to do what to do? We, we ain't winning. You, you eating, <laughs> but we, we're not winning, man. What's up? You know? Yeah. It's like that. And I think that's the, the, this, the respect. And that's the difference because, look, like, Bron, Bron's high demanding, right? It's yeah. hide him in and play out to him, but I mean he's gonna lead you to the promised land. You're gonna win. Well, here's the thing: is that I, you know, Ryan Hollins played with Chris Paul for two seasons. Ryan Hollins said what he thought of Chris Paul. He says he has a lot of growing up to do. Hollins said everything's as glitter, not gold. Big Baby Davis also said I played with both of them, and CP3 is a very bad teammate. Now I know that uh, Glenn, Big Baby Davis, and that whole Celtics team is like they're they're queen petty the way they treat uh, my boy Ray Allen. So of course he's gonna. But here's the thing: if I was if I was Tyson Chandler, if I was uh, players who played with CP3, and I overheard that's like if I ever hear somebody say, "Hey, Marcus is a terrible human," I'm gonna go on record like, "No, he's an awful, awful human, <laughs> the worst." Like top five, you know, I'm a, I'm a scream that shit from the rooftops. So, you know, so if I'm one of CP3s, if I'm one of his older teammates and I overhear somebody say he's a bad teammate, I'm going to chime in and be like, no, he's a good teammate. And what scares me is like not one person came to his defense. So it's true. And it's like, what are we 
it's like the behind closed doors. Like, you know, like people like Marcus and Gabe say Braun is this and that. But then you see like Seti Osman, you see Kevin Love, you see all these players when he left was like, thank you so much. You're the king. You're the greatest. Don't care about Marcus. I've, and never, Gabe. I've never seen those. I've never seen those comments. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, so, blocked. Seti Osman, the great. So who is Seti Osman? the greatest player in Cleveland history. What I think right now, I think this is going to be a very humbling time for Chris. I think he, you know, he might have to look at the man in the mirror and realize like, oh shit, you know, probably I am a bad teammate. And what will be great is that if we can see some change from him and he comes out and he, you know, cause I feel like that he took the defense and whatever, like, oh, if I'm a bad teammate, then why this, why that? Instead of actually looking at the man in the mirror and be like, you know what? I might be a bad teammate. Let me, you know, let me correct this. or let me try to work on being a better teammate. I mean, none of that really came to light. Just be, and it all came to light because of what Rondo said. So, but on the back end of things, is like he they had. A, I think he had one of the great greater years last year, and that late in his career, obviously he went pretty far. They they won what sixty four games, sixty four, sixty five games with the Rockets last season. They got the, the farthest he's ever gotten before going down, getting hurt. And I think what's held, has helped him is that. Um, play, what's what's so ironic though. Deedon, you mentioned about you know other his peers not you know respecting him is that Mary he's the president of the Players Association so people yeah. elected him to be a part of uh, such a prestige you know position. But and here's the thing, okay, here's the we thing. We should probably look at the history of that office. I mean, it's no different than any other political office. <laughs> exactly. Soci- well, the sociopath mean, yeah. becomes the head of it. Yeah. Who was the last one? Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher is a sociopath. A guaranteed. It's sociopath. true. Yeah. It's true and, about and that. just because you're here's the thing just just because you're like a see it's weird because i'm very anal that's the reason why i'm the commissioner across all of our sports but that's just because i'm an anal sociopath in a sense myself like you know so it's like it's not that i'm like a like a better titles. leader you know it's not that i'm this or that it's just i don't know like i well i think that's kind of helped level him out though to say okay Where's this? Where's this bad, you know, teammate nonsense coming from? When he's in these positions and he's in a positive light, and you have the State Farm commercial where he's being goofy and funny, a Family Guy, and it's like in people's eyes, he's not this villain. He's this, yeah, you know, lighthearted basketball player that, you know, he just likes to to have a little fun time and pretend he's an insurance agent half the time. You know, it's just. Be the light that that he's in right now in the media, it's a positive light. So everyone kind of took to his side. They took, you know, to the defense of Chris Ball, I would say, early on. Oh, man, you know, Ronald, don't spin his face. But then it, it, I think it goes way beyond, obviously, as Ronald brings up, you know, him being a bad teammate. It goes deeper than just what happened the other night. And Oh, yeah, this is deep. This Chris is deep Ball's rooted. every black politician you see in the movies who's, like, perfect out in, the, out in the neighborhood. You know, he's kissing babies. You know, you see him shaking hands with everybody. Oh, oh my God! I love you, Mr. Paul. Oh, Congressman Paul. And then you know the scene changes. He goes into his back office. He he puts his feet on the desk. The whiskey comes out. He says, "Bitch, get in the room." Some woman comes out from you know nowhere, and he just slaps her for no reason. That's Chris true. Paul. That's he's, Chris he's, Paul. He's two faced. He's two faced person. That's a I can honestly he's see. A guy I, who gets away with it behind closed doors. And, and you finally, know what? Rondo was like, "I'm not down with that. I'm getting." You know what? Right. That's the reason why. That's the reason why he's <laughs> like, you, you know, they're like the players' president or whatever. Like, I can honestly see that, and I can see a lot of people not coming to his defense or whatnot because they don't like him as like, you know, not only a player, but he like the way he's probably running. You know, the I don't know. Like, I I haven't seen this much Chris Paul slander since a few years ago when Lob City can like you know kept on failing, and I was going in on him. 
I mean, you could say, if you could say, I mean, if we're putting the tinfoil hats back on, it is kind of weird that the player uh, Max increased right when LeBron and uh, Chris Paul had their contracts running out. Now, you know, Damn. that's just that's just something coincidental. That's I'm not crazy. saying. I'm not saying. I didn't think about I'm that. That's saying, crazy. I'm saying. Oh, that's true. That's wild. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. A, I don't know. It's a very and don't get me wrong. I love Chris Paul, one of the best players, one of the best players. I mean, it's something I, have, I would do, but you know. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. But I, you know, I do think that this is a situation that's probably gonna like, you know, humble him and make him probably call on like his peers, you know, Braun, Wade, you know, what you call and be like, yo, am I really that bad? Like, do because you know sometimes you know how like for instance like you know like well like my core of like best friends we all hold each other accountable. So when some shit goes down, you know, it might, you know, I mean, in public, they might have my back, but then behind closed doors, they're like, yo, dude, you bugging. And I'm like, oh, all right, bet, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, it might be a situation like that. I, and sometimes it just takes time, man. Like, just like anything in life, like you tell them I had to realize like, all right, you know what? Like, maybe, I, maybe I have to kind of accept that some, something is wrong with me, but either way, it's, it's, it's really hard to say in a sense of his re- his recent year. Like, I mean, they had a really good year, man, last year. They yeah. got, they got far. I mean, had he stayed healthy, I mean, it, playing the what-if game, I mean, it's anything is possible. That's the but, it's such a what-if for them Yeah, last year. it's such a what-if last year. But still, like, they, they had a successful, a real good successful year, and they don't look to slow down. I think the good positive part about it is that he can come into that locker room. Mike D'Antoni is going to have his back. I think that at some point, I think at some point James Harden has to come to the defense, though. I think he has yeah. to come and say, "Hey, look, Chris is back. We've got his back. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, but he's been pretty mum and quiet. And I mean, <laughs> the whole Rockets Harden, team, Harden doesn't speak been. up. And, I mean, Harden never speaks up. I think he never said anything point, during OKC either. He just left. I think Harden at some point like, he right, has to, maybe, I feel like he I don't think he to, will though. I don't. I mean, I don't think I don't, he will, but I, I think I, it I don't will. think that's who. I, I don't think that's who like Harden is. Like you know how like you know, I feel like we want players to be who they are, but then when they don't come out for a social issue or to to aid a teammate, then it's like, oh, Marcus is no. That's just like you can't you can't tell me AD be one hundred percent you, and then I come in here on my Black Panther, you know, Black Lives Matter shit, and then y'all get upset. You feel me? <laughs> right. So it's like, so it's like. So it's like with a guy like Harden, that's not who he is. He's never been vocal. He's never. I mean, even mm-hmm. when you know Katie and Russell were going through, he was like, "Yo, it's them. Leave me out of it." Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, very you know, it's not him. I, 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 yeah, right it may not be him. I mean, at, the, at some point in time, the media is probably gonna ask, you know, hey, you know, what? It, it would take some special media member to bring it, to bring it up. Say, hey, look, you know, James, there's a lot of things going on with Chris. But I mean, the question is gonna be asked. It would be nice to see. I think that. But I, you know, I think they'll probably wait till Chris comes back. Let him. That's the positive part about it is that behind closed doors, we don't know what's going to go on. Mike D'Antoni can put that team say, "Hey, we're going to bring Chris back in." They're probably just going to start, you know, wrecking the West. So that can happen. I mean, that's what we can look forward to for them. So that's a good part. I feel like there's really no you know, conflict right now with Houston and the the, lo- the locker room there. So he has that going for him. As long as they can go ahead and stay healthy, I think that team, you know, was top two easily once yeah. again. So, shout out to Chris, man. I like Chris, man, but damn, I like you, Chris, but that's too much. I mean, on the flip side with Rondo, though, just Rondo, Rondo's that dude, man. He's. I mean, Rondo's Chris Paul. If he just didn't, I mean, yeah, if he didn't give a fuck. 
<laughs> he's yeah. just that dude, man. I mean, that was that's yeah, that was a fun that was a fun Chris good Paul. start too. He's the dark to, uh, side. Of, he's all the dark side of Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's like that evil Kermit and the regular Kermit, you know. <laughs> the evil Chris Paul, man. Shout out to Rondo. What what about what about the suspension? So we get just a few games. And, you wait, know. wait, wait. Can we talk about Brandon Ingram? Like, what was like Brandon Ingram? That's like, <laughs> like, bro. What are you? What are you trying to do? Like, what are you like? Like what? Like that just made no sense. It was like, come on, bro, don't turn into. He wanted. He had to show LeBron he had heart. Yeah. By the way, oh, you. He had to be there for his brother. When you lay on the ground, don't get up. Wait for your brothers to get you up. Like, don't give me a book. Here's the deal. I've said it for years. LeBron is the corniest. LeBron's that corny uncle who, like, like I don't know. He like. Is like, that just as a public person? Do you think LeBron's like no, honest, no, 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 no? I honestly think that he's really like that's just who he is. Oh, okay. Think <laughs> I it, think th- so too. Think I, about, I think so. Think about this, bro. I mean, think I don't this. deny it. Think about this. LeBron has been relevant and popping. Came onto this like what, 14, 15 years old. True. He's never like there hasn't like there's been not one unless he just has lawyers on top of lawyers on top of lawyers on top of lawyers. Like it's just, I mean. I honestly think even like even in the barbershop, like when he was like, I'm a hip hop historian. And like he tried, it's like, I don't know. Like that was funny though. That sound bite had me crying. <laughs> I, I playing on loop, just dying laughing. Cause that's something that like a corny uncle will say. That's like, true. hold up, hold up. You with your cousins? You'll never, you're like, you'll never, you'll never be lonely. Cause you got your cousins and they never have you in the dark. Like what? These boys, uh, <laughs> boys in the hood talks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what are you talking about? You know, but he I honestly has to be constant inspiration. You know, I honestly can say this though, um, to get into the Laker talk that I know we all want to talk about is mm-hmm. that the scary thing about this team is that next year when they get that max player or two, it's going to be really scary because these youngsters are going to be ready to win. Because like, how many like, do you think will be there? Man, to be honest, I think Lonzo's gone. I think, like, I don't know. He just – He can't shoot. He's unreliable. I don't know. I like – here's the thing. I know, like, Josh Hart is older, this and that, but I just like Josh – Josh Hart is more of a LeBron player. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Kuzma. I think Kuzma is going to be the still of that – like, 20 years, 10 years from now, we're going to be like, damn, they got Kuzma in the second round or whatever, you know, they got him. and. I don't see the Brandon Ingram hype, but I can see him being a solid number three. Here's the thing, what I don't get. We hype the shit out of Brandon Ingram off what if, and we bash Wiggins, and Wiggins is like playing better than him, but one's mm-hmm. a bust and one is the future. Like I always say, at what point, like, will we just realize, like, this ain't it? You know, I won't look, it's like, they're young, they're young, they're young. But at what point, I mean, I mean, like, just like I said about, uh, uh, like, Wiggins, I was like, he's going to be a 45-year-old young guy, you know, still. <laughs> so. Still living up to his potential. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a really weird, you know, it's a really weird, you know, day and age. Because, you know, us, we love ball, we live ball, we we watch it. And, like, one guy has, like, a great rep, and he's 23, and one guy has a bad rep, and he's 23. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know. I would agree on that. Yeah, kind of shifting more or less. Uh, for should we, should we over over overreact on no. the Lakers? 
the Miami Heat team in year this one. They started over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like the Miami Heat team year one when he went back to Cleveland. LeBron's team are, are, are notorious for slow starts. And when you realize you literally have a whole new team, like Rondo wasn't there, JaVale wasn't there, Lance wasn't there, LeBron wasn't there. You have like a whole, a whole new everything. This is so it's going to be growing pains. It's going to take time for them. The one scary thing that just doesn't change overnight is they really can't shoot. Like they can't shoot at all. None of them. But like Kuzma is the only thing that's like that I would consider a shooter on their team. And he's not a shooter. Like Hart can get hot, but damn, that game against Portland, I was like, I've never seen this many bricks. Like they were shooting. It was like a LA fitness game. (laughs) And I'm like, and, and, and like it wasn't that they were like missing. Like contest, they're missing wide open jumpers. And I, I would say this, even be in our Western Conference preview, uh, we did. I would, I said this team was just weird, right? It just looked weird, man. Like just seeing these guys out there. But I mean, I think, I think this the the Spurs game, the overtime, kind of gave a little bit of hope to Alonzo and Akuzma because they're this these are the young guys hitting some big shots, like. I wouldn't expect Lonzo to hit anything beyond, you know, a layup in overtime, but he's over here hitting some big threes down the stretch. So I think kudos to them. Have they fully arrived? No. I think next year, yes, of course, it's scary. And that's the nice thing to see is that, okay, there's a little bit of something to work with here. Like, it's not all the way there yet. The chemistry needs to work on. And I agree. I think Josh Hart's definitely a LeBron guy. I think there's too many guys that have too many similarities on this team. So yep, something's, I agree, gonna, something's I agree. gonna go. Somebody's gotta go. Someone's Somebody's gotta, gotta go. Exactly. Like they have a uh you know, it reminds me of like that old school uh Clippers team when they had like Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, all of those. It was like, yeah, this looks good, but you got all the same players. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to the clutch moments, what separates this team from Cleveland? <laughs> Nothing. They can't make shots. <laughs> Like, they can't make – and here's the thing is, like, I just – like, I don't believe – like, here's the thing. LeBron's entire career, even in Miami, when Steph goes to the bench, the Warriors still maintain a 20-point lead. Right, right. When KD goes to the bench, they still make – when LeBron goes to the bench, his teams fall apart. Even when even when they had prime weight for that one season when he was still elite, and even when they had Chris Bosh, it's almost as if it's like, what are y'all, like – I don't know. It's it's. I think, and this goes what like Gabe and Marcus have been saying. I think that LeBron is so great, and he demands so much to where when he's not out there, players really just don't know what to do. No, they don't. Like every everything revolves around LeBron. And that's, and that's why, like, why, for better, that's for why better or for worse, gotta, yeah. It's just a fact. That, I mean, I would agree with that. But I mean, just just to kind of give you know Lonzo and and, and Kuzma some credit. I mean, Zoe shot the ball 50, 55% in that overtime game against the Spurs, and Kuzma had 37 points, a career high, and he shot the ball 60% from the field. For, can for we just 10. talk about – But can we just – Bron has – here's the thing. His whole career, he's so great at everything except for one aspect. I've never believed in his free throws. Even in the year when they – Even in the year when they won the championship, uh, even though he messed up his wrist, you remember he missed the first initial one. And mm-hmm. they gave us – like, I just – it's so crazy how you could be that great, but I'm like, bro, I just don't believe 
in like your free throw shooting ability. Like think about like, you know, what makes Steph, Katie, all these players that you know when you foul Golden State Warriors in the clutch, they ain't missing. And I will say this when when they when that meme came out saying that Kobe would have made those two free throws. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Cause then did you see that thing that debunked it? It showed all the free yeah. throws that he's missing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause and here's the thing. And it happened. LeBron's in LeBron's in a weird spot because it, the other day when I went to the gym, it was Laker fans in there. Oh, fool, come to LA. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, why would you, me personally, I, I still, like, you guys know, I never would have came to LA. Cause no matter what he does here, you have Laker fans that have hated him since day one because he's been 20 times a player that Kobe could ever try to be. So I don't know. It's like really, like, I think him and Magic have something behind closed doors, Pauls, and that this oh, summer. Yeah, like this summer, something crazy happens. So I just, uh, again, like, I mean, like I've always said, I'm so confused at this move. And even today, I'm confused at this move. When you could have easily been like, oh, forget. Dude, you could have went to Denver and thrived in Denver with that with that young team. You could have went to Portland with, you know, you could have had, like, dude, you could have went to Philly and just dominated with those youngsters. But you decide to come to this L.A. team with a lot of question marks. Like Brandon Ingram, like, Okay, KD comparisons, but yeah, in year two, KD was an animal. Mm-hmm. In year three, KD was the third best player in the league. You know, so, at, you know, at what point would we have to be like, okay, probably Brandon Ingram isn't the KD. He's more of a, uh, a long Ben Gordon. Rudy Gay, exactly. You know, I don't know. I, I don't see him being, and again, you know me, I was a Kawhi hater for years. I didn't see Kawhi ever maturing. So maybe he maybe he proves me wrong, but I just don't see it. I mean, well, the thing is, I think Kawhi was. I don't think Kawhi ever sucked. I think he was just slow rolled. That's true. Like, like a really bad rollout. Mm-hmm. Like L.A., there's no excuse that you shouldn't be a standout because no one else is. So you might as well be taking Iron Ring. I mean, Brass Ring, as far as you can take it. Like, what a team as bad as L.A. last year. You would think that Ingram would have like 10, 20 consecutive games of like 25 to 35. Like, you know, I remember when LA was real bad and Kobe was just chucking shit up mm-hmm. just for whatever and shooting a terrible percentage, but he still was busting ass, you know? You would expect that from Ingram last year, but it wasn't the case. It was like, oh, Lakers lose by 20. Ingram is, you know, five for 12 for 18 points. I'm like, what? Like, why aren't you out there? bulldog why aren't you out there killing so it was you know that's always been the difference is now they're they're in the games now though i mean it's not like they had the easiest start i mean portland houston and san antonio like they're playing you know phoenix in their fourth game so they played some some teams that are solid teams in the west right now so oh yeah oh yeah the only thing is they've allowed out of the three games so far they've allowed 31 points per game so that's it's really bad because no one's really in that area right now besides the Lakers. Um, and we, I mean, we talked about this. I mean, they, they'll get up and down the court and score, but you kind of have to put the same energy in the def- defensive end, which hopefully will come together. Um, but I mean, the offense is thriving. I think I honestly looking at a lot of the things here, especially like Lonzo ball. I, I mean, I want to knock him for his shot, but I mean, he really hasn't shot the ball. Like he shot a couple air balls, and that's what we kind of look at, and we're, we're like, "Wow, really, Zoe? What, what have you been doing all off season?" But I don't know, guys. He's shooting the ball pretty well. He's not shooting it bad for three games in to the season so far. Definitely a lot. I mean, 
here's the bad. Here's the thing: is when you shoot thirty percent, sky's the limit on what shooting better the next season. You better damn That's well true. come back to second <laughs> year. But I mean, it's going to be a drastic dif- difference and improvement for him. I mean, so far he's able to knock down the three ball because that's what's going to be open. I mean, I don't like there's like I saw Brandon Ingram clunk a few of them. I mean, Zoe had one or two that he he clunks. So, I mean, Kuzma seems to have a little bit better of the shot. Um, you know who else have they have? You know, Lance Stevenson will be open. Um, I mean, there's guys that'll be open. They just have to knock these shots down. I mean, hell, Rondo's open. He sometimes hesitates, and you know you'll hear uh. You know, Jeff Van Gunny, hey, Rondo's got to take that one. You know, he's he's yeah. got it. It's, I, I think that we'll see how the shooting improves, but that's one of the biggest minuses here that he's taken on by coming to L.A. But I would say that was one of the games that Braun definitely has disappointed in a long time. The free throws, the shot. That was that was one of the longest longest times I think we've seen Braun do some things and be like. And it wasn't that. It's just that. What I don't, what I don't get from him is this, like the sloppy defense. Like he's just, yeah, don't care. That on half-ass close like, Rudy Gay. And like, and like, here's the thing. I, I know you're, you're, but here's the thing. You, you can give it all on your offensive side, and it's like, so, and like, you know me, I'm a huge LeBron defender, but the defense has just been so trash. Where I'm like, bro, like, what's going? Like, you know, you bust an ass on this side, and you know, dominating. But then on the defensive end, you're just like, fuck it. Like, you know, like, and it just don't make no sense, especially because you can anchor that. You, Rondo, and JaVale can make the other people because JaVale's blocking shots. You know, Rondo's getting in people's ear. So that's just like the, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like this team's going to have crazy growing pains. I feel like they have, like, a, a really good, solid role players, but they need a number two. Like, nothing from, uh Brandon Ingram in this you know since the season started has you know been like oh wow this is gonna be his number two because when LeBron leaves the court Brandon Ingram is a is a no show I I, I really don't I have no confidence especially from the preseason even into the first game and Brandon Ingram I'll continue to have that narrative until I see better and then also defensively they just have to get better and and not allow like he needs to like the game against houston he shot eight times you know and it's like bro like what are you doing like you shooting the ball eight times you know and what i don't like what luke walton does is he's only playing this dude 28 minutes 29 minutes this dude is 12 years old like this dude can barely drink (laughs) you know like like what are we doing maybe he's on the way out I don't know. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. That's, like, the weird thing for me with Luke Walton is that I've noticed that his, like, his young boys, like, why are you playing Contavious Caldwell Pope? Why is he in the rotation? Why is he in the league? Yeah, like, <laughs> why are you in the, you know, like, why are you playing, Uh, I mean, Lance Stevenson is cool. You get, a, like, a breather. But you got to play Ingram 35 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? You got to play your boy Ball 30-plus, Kuzma 30. Like, you got to play these youngsters, man. Like, playing Ingram 29 minutes. Like, why? What? Like, come on now. It's like it's like Steven Strasburg, all that all that pitch count. Like, what did that help him in, in now, now year eight, year nine, when they still suck and he still sucks? Did that pitch count help? <laughs> you no. know? Like let, like, let these boys play. Shit, we'll average 50 minutes a game, and they play 48 because he a beast. Yep. Yeah. 
So I uh, no, I'm 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 on board with that. Absolutely. But I mean you have you're having Kuzma, you have Alonzo. I mean, I think the Rondo absence is going to kind of help shift things around and kind of see. I think Luke's going to have a long season, man. He's going to have to. It's it's going to be a long season for the Lakers. I mean, I I picked originally fifty three wins. Oh no, I hate to I say can see it. them. Yeah, I really hate to say it, but I, I that's that that definitely is. I'm reaching at that rate. <laughs> when they panic, when they panic and fire, uh, when they panic and fire Luke and Magic's uh bumbling ass go end up being a coach on some <laughs> on some dumb shit. Watch, or <laughs> like. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Like I said from the very beginning, this is a really weird decision. Unless we know something that this summer, and it's like, all right, boom, Kawhi comes over and Paul George and Shaq. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I mean, I, I guess. I mean, there's no reason to overreact now. Oh, yeah, the yeah, schedule, yeah, yeah. Things, things to have. It's, it's a lot of patience. I mean, I mean at the end of the day, like I, said, like I said in our group chat, last year this time the Magic were like 3-1. and one. Uh, Yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. You know, so what do we know? But all we can speak, <laughs> all we can speak on is what we're currently seeing. Exactly. And what we're currently seeing is, you know, it isn't, it isn't good NBA basketball. A, 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 lot, a, lot of easy, a lot of easy layups, but not much defense. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. What about your first week surprises? The NBA season is about a weekend. Um, I'll say shout out to uh, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Honestly, yeah, I was gonna say Joker. That's a bad boy, man. That dude, mm-hmm. that dude is bad. Like he's bad. And what's scary? is that he's low-key becoming, like, dominant. Like, to the point to where you're like, you can't guard him because it's like... Man, his, his court guard, vision, his passing is really, It's crazy. Really it's, okay, so here's the deal. For years, I always heard that if prime Arvidas Sabonis would have been in the NBA when he was over in Russia, Yugoslavia, you know, we don't fact check. I don't know where the fuck he's from. But mm-hmm. they say that he was, like, just nasty and this is what i'm picturing joker being like because now it's weird because he's running like that center point forward and everything's going through him and his court vision is crazy are you calling him better marcus all i call him better marcus all. yeah he's like mark Gasol slash like that chris weber sacramento remember when chris mm. was just like like he just i mean i watched these like denver's like must watch tv for me like i and you know jamal murray is my pick for most improved and yeah, Denver is like must watch. I how do you, I, how I, do I was you I would say I, that definitely that fucking all that up. I I would say one thing. I would say the way things look what right now and it's very I'm going to over exaggerate on some of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Denver kind of steals a number two spot. Okay. That's hey, there's um there's some alcohol in the corner there <laughs> that I think you've been drinking. That's going to be some... my overreaction. Denver, Denver ain't keeping this kind of momentum all year. No way. You know who I really like? I, I think like barring Utah. injury, they can. I like Utah. I like their defense. The other night, the the Warriors snuck one out. True. Um, I don't know. Like the East teams, you know. I'll just straight up say it. I was so wrong about Kawhi. 
I think the reason why I don't like Kawhi is because his, 24, <laughs> his, his 2014 NBA Finals was so overrated because LeBron averaged better numbers in 2011 and was looked at as a flop, but Kawhi averaged those same numbers and was MVP. So ever since then, I've always had like this whatever. But that dude has been balling. Like hard. That Raptors team is nasty on the defensive end when that og when that african kid comes in and served all those africans and then light skin uh van fleet they don't play <laughs> like boy them boys be locking up out there it's like they're just and then that other dude pascal or whatever i don't even know i don't know none of their names to be i, I yell out african one african two <laughs> oh african three like they ball and it's crazy and all our sponsors yeah for real and it all starts with Kawhi. Kawhi's defense, Danny Grain was the most underrated pickup of the season because he comes in and all he does, mm-hmm. he finally can hit threes again. Like he took off the last two years of just playing and just missed every shot ever. <laughs> he is balling. And now he's balling. You got Kyle Lowry is eating this year, like balling hard, averaging like 22 and 10. Like this team is just – and what's crazy is that your boy, DeMar, is still balling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, like he's still balling. Hell, Blake Griffin averaging 36 right now. Like that. That's why I love the first few weeks of NBA because it's always like, wait, what? It's like a shock that's going through, yeah, the league right now. But I mean, here's my thing again. I, I like the Toronto shout out, but I, I, I'm going to stand firm on saying what I said. The, the regular season team, show me in the playoffs. That's, that's where. True. I, I'm going to wait and see, but the, and I feel the same way about Milwaukee. They're having an undefeated start, too, so far, but they're having a good start, and that's great. I, I think one of the things to attribute to that, Toronto's defensive game is uh, the head coach. Um, he came, he was their defensive specialist, you know, coming in off the bench, Nick Nurse, and now you kind of see the trickle-down effect of it, so... You know, I think the I think the rappers, that's what they need to do is get good, great defensively. They have the tools to do it. Um, you know, Serge Ibaka, at, at least when he wants to block shots, he'll block some shots for you. But I, I think that I, one of the things, I mean, we talked about this. I know you missed our Western Conference show tomorrow, but I mean, this Western Conference, just going back to really quick, is I think there'll be a little bit more competition. And the Golden State Warriors, yes, DeMarcus Cousins is on the back burner. They're going to see a little bit more of a fight to go against. Uh, just, it's not going to be as a cakewalk. I'm not saying they're not going to get to the finals or win it again, but I don't know. I think so far I'm going to overreact on it a little bit and say, yeah, I, I like, I like Denver. I like a Utah. These guys are going to make some noise. I just, I just wish Katie was a man and went, <laughs> went to Washington or something. So the <laughs> NBA would be, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't, you want parody? <laughs> <laughs> aren't you a Yankees fan you know but but there are th- there are things that like don't sit right with me like I missed this free throw to win us the game junior year and mm-hmm. I think about this shit all the time so I don't know how Katie has to be a, a real actual reptile for him <laughs> not to like how, how do you just feel that you went to a 73 win team and that's why Katie is always online arguing with motherfuckers that were bro- born in the early 2000s <laughs> think about it when KD just won his second ring and his second finals MVP instead of living his very best life what was he doing Chevy 
He was on Twitter and Instagram Live arguing with children. That's how you know. Marcus, imagine this. Imagine you just win your your biggest case and you get enough money to where you can give your mom and father and uncles and aunts the life that they've always wanted to live. But instead, you're on Facebook arguing <laughs> with, with uh, people about if Shelton Benjamin is the most underrated wrestler of all time. You know, like, I'm like, come on now. That's when you know he's not right. You know himself. Katie's been just getting internet clowned his whole career, and he's just oh man, it's been rough for him. I don't know how you. I I don't know what else to say about Katie, man. Maybe Katie's just a victim of cyberbullying, and he just wants. (laughs) Katie, well, well, don't go assigned to a seventy-three win team, okay? How about that? (laughs) That's the craziest thing to me, bro. That like that's the wildest thing that. Dude, I mean, I know I'm not in the NBA, but I don't even I don't even get what an LA fitness team that's one two straight, bro. No. I, I ain't do. I don't get down like that. And it's almost like a compliment to Katie. Be like, look, dude, you're you're that good. Like, you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, do you can it's do like this a, on your own. It's like a you compliment can... to him. It's not saying like, yo, bro, like you suck. Like, no, man, you're good as hell. And then you go <laughs> to the and then you go to the enemy who who defeated you. Who exactly. like you know that's one thing to be like, all right, cool. You know what? Katie was like, you know what? I'm gonna go back home to Washington. You know, me, John Wall, Bradley Bill, Young Core. No, you go to the team that just smacked you that you were up 3-1 on. And for that, mm-hmm. I, I can never – and I know that my word doesn't mean anything. And I, 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 whatever, he doesn't know who I am. But for me, it's just like, bro, I don't know, man. It, it could mean something if you slide into his DMs or something. So you got No, I'm too old. He only argues with early 2000s. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, you're right about that. Damn. <laughs> I'm too old. Demo got facial hair. <laughs> yeah, for real. He's like, nah, bro. He's like, you know, he want those Macaulay oh, Culkin no, new booty motherfuckers. Oh, hey, by the way, there's an interesting interview uh, Sports Illustrated did with David Stern. One of the topics was actually David Stern thinks that the marijuana ban should be removed. So he says marijuana can play a medicinal role in the league and it should come off the ban list. So he's encouraging uh, something that's already happening in the NBA. And then um, he actually says that uh, the GM of the New Orleans Pelicans, Dell Dem, says a lousy general manager, and I quote, and none of these players are currently with the team anymore, and he may lose Anthony Davis in reference to the trade that was vetoed in 2011 for Chris Paul. So David Stern on his Quincy Jones is giving out all the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, like David- how, long, the how long has Downs been the GM? Wow, that, that's quite some time. Yeah. yeah was he minute. there when Baron Davis was there? Yep. Yo, honestly, he might be right then, because there's no reason that Charlotte team should have floundered. Yeah, I agree. Especially with that fire, fire starter jacket. You can't, yeah. you can't lose with that. Yeah, yeah. One of the, You know what? I think David's right. I honestly, I think that a lot of teams at all, like, for instance, that swaggy-ass GM with uh, Golden State, I would go play for them just because that dude seems like a homie. There are some <laughs> GMs that, like, I literally, like, yep, I'll fuck with him. Yeah, he's – and I just don't – I don't know, like, how – damn, that's a good point. Because they're going to lose Anthony Davis. Like, that's for sure. Yeah, they're not – yeah. Like, that's that's 1,000 billion. That's crazy. Dale Davis Dems probably was knows. the uh, GM since 2010. Yeah. Oh, okay. 2010. It's about eight years. Yeah, and, you know, he's going to lose Anthony Davis for nothing. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you were a GM, here's what I don't get. Like, a team like uh, Toronto, when you trade a loyal human being like DeMar, who was committed to you and your city, 
for for a possible rental in Kawhi. I don't get when when teams do that. You know, it's like you're going to give up on your team. You're going to give up on like the fish. Basically, you're going to show other free agents that, yeah, you could sign to me and I'll trade you a year later. So what I'm saying is I don't understand when teams do that. And I don't understand when teams have Anthony Davis and you don't trade him before um, he leaves. It's like Cleveland knew LeBron was going. I mean, I know Cleveland couldn't trade LeBron last year because what with the trade, you know, but it's like, you know, he's leaving. So, like, why not get anything for him? Because they don't want to lose that months of revenue. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess Cleveland, their good thing was that they got that draft pick. So that was like the insurance. Maybe that too. They just want to bomb after. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, it's a very, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, the uh, Pelicans released a statement supporting them basically saying they're disappointed and to read the inappropriate and, and, and inaccurate comments from the former NBA commissioner regarding the New Orleans Pelicans. <laughs> At least they're standing by him. No, well, yeah, but, I mean, that'd be, that'd be funny if they didn't. They're like, yeah, fuck him. But it's so funny. And the, <laughs> at, the, at the end, they're like, finally, our, our organization excited and proud to be a part of the NBA with the progressive and innovative leadership of NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. So basically, screw you, David Stern. We're rocking with Adam Silver. Yeah. And, and like, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I like Adam Silver. I mean, I Absolutely. feel like, I mean, I feel like, I feel like David Stern gets a lot of what, without David Stern, there's no current NBA. Like, no, no way. He took it to whatever, rigged or not, this or that. He took it to New Heights. I feel like uh, Silver is like the perfect, perfect person to come in after him because he's just, I mean, the NBA is like shitting on it. Yeah, it's it's shitting on baseball, shitting on football. He's doing it. He encourages his players to speak out about injustices and whatnot. So, yeah, shout out to Mr. Silver. Shout out to him, man. We're glad to be back. We're here once again. Let's revisit this in like a let's say it's October, like early December. I'll have more on like I don't know. I, I need to see some things. No, I, I agree. But and the thing is, like I, one of the things I you know I picked up on today was that for the Lakers, we for them specifically, kind of going back to that talk really quick, is that you, we can't really wait. They can't wait to till December, or January, because by then. Some of these teams have taken off. This is the Western Conference, Bron. This ain't the East where you can recover in, you know, in February. You can't March. get a squad in February? You, you, you can't. Yeah. You, you can't I think have that, a bad January like you, I you think used to. My barber had a theory that Ball faked the injuries last year and throughout the summer so they wouldn't trade him. Mm. And it was like, it worked out perfect. My barber's like, think about it. Like, he went out for whatever injury and he's out for like all these months. And the next, you know, he's just you know, out for good. I'm like, wow, I can honestly, I can see that. Because LeVar Ball knows that, I mean, I'm not saying Lonzo. I mean, obviously you still got guys like Michael Carter-Williams who are still in the league. But the thing with Lonzo, and luckily his dad is, you know, shut up. But the thing with him is that he became like, it's like, we'll put up with a Michael Carter-Williams, a Michael Carter-Williams senior or whatever, or his mom ain't out here wilding out. Like, we're not going to put up with you, you not balling. And so that's the reason why I think his dad really shut up. That and because he got paid off. Mm-hmm. So, Who's yeah, I don't know. What Russian is funding his league? Do we know? Yeah. yeah, and him and Putin are just like 
chilling to the 2020 election when uh, LeVar Ball is Kanye's uh, running mate. Yeah. Oh. It hurt. It hurts. Are you going to be the secretary? Bro, I'm so – like, no lie, bro. I had a – man, dude, I, I, I went back from Hong Kong. I actually cried. I was, like, really fucking angry. I was like, yo, like, I cannot believe what I'm like. Wow, this year is crazy. Yo, this man one time said George Bush doesn't care about black people. And like here, and like you know, like the very sad part. I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat. I don't care if you're like whatever. It's just that you're you're just spreading lies. Like he said, there were 800 total slaves. I'll never not like what. And you could tell he's one of those people that it would be like Chevy telling me like, yeah, everybody from uh, Trinidad and Tobago, everybody gets a million dollars a week for whatever. And I take that as facts. And I'm like spreading these <laughs> lies on Twitter. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of that, and like, you know, this digs deep. A lot of this, and people like, were like, well, oh, it doesn't, I'm like, no, it does matter. That's how like motherfucker Christopher Columbus has a holiday because of that shit. You know, <laughs> like, think about it. this motherfucker got a holiday for finding something that people are already living on. Like, <laughs> like, like what? Like whose man's is this? And that's why people are like, oh, what doesn't, I'm like, no, it does matter. Like this is, these are false things. Cause pretty soon the reason why I'm going to dig deep with Lawrence in Arabia, Bradley O'Toole, his white honky ass played fucking, uh, you know, Egyptians, Elizabeth Taylor played Egyptians, Michael Jackson in every movie for the next 200 years will be that white Mike. Because in 200 years from now, we're going to think that Mike was really white. It ain't going to be that bell pepper mm. nose, black Mike. Like, it's, <laughs> it's deep. True. It's deep. So if you have enough people Drink. that put out these lies, you know, they put out these, these like, just misinformed. In 100 years, people are going to be like, yeah, there were only 800 total slaves. Because Kanye said it. Nobody checked his ass. So that's the truth. When in reality, that's false, false, false. So fuck Kanye um, and all that other shit. And what's so upsetting about that, too, is that everyone's like, well, oh, you guys, no one, Kate didn't meet with Trump. He didn't have a sit and have a conversation. Look, I'm all for having going and meet the president and have a conversation. Let's have a constructive conversation. I watched the video. I'm like, all right, let's see see what's what's up here. All I see was Kanye logging to a goddamn iPhone with his 00000 password and show (laughs) off a goddamn plane. I, I, what was so constructive about it? I'm all for it, by the way. We can sit down here on the podcast and we tell everybody, come have a con- constructive conversation about us if you got something to say, right? But but here's the thing what? with Kanye. And like, I, I, I'll admit this because I was drinking. He's been on bullshit since the beginning. But he was on our bullshit. You feel me? Like That's true. He was, you know, he's always been sporadic. You just think got up on stage and said we were all thinking about you know, Beyonce and Taylor Swift, the George Bush doesn't care about black people. Like, he's always, like, remember when he got on stage for Beck? He's, but he said things that we all kind of co-signed and fucked with. And it wasn't until recently when he went on his, you know, Trump-loving spill. So now we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But in reality, like, my cousin, she had retweeted something. And it was like, at what point will we just realize this is who the fuck he is? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's like, fine, I mean, we've, though. I mean, like, we've consistently made, you know, like, it's, it's like Rasheed Wallace is Rasheed Wallace. That's who he is. He's, he don't give a fuck. Ron Artest is Ron Artest. And like, at some point, we all got to realize that not only is Kanye lost, he has been lost. And he's no, there's no coming back from this shit. There's no, like, when I look at him, I look at that guy from Get Out. Like, straight up. Like, he is... Lo- and and not even, like, a sunken... Like, he just really is lost. Like, he is lost. Like, 
it's like when you wake up in a dream and you're like, where am I at? Like, you know, you take that Saturday nap and you're mm-hmm. like, like you wake up like, oh shit, like, is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? Like, where am I at? That's what he's been like for the last two or three years. Well, that's where we are. Sorry. Sorry, guys. We uh went a little off the grid there, huh? Yeah. Anyways, we're back. Shout out to uh Lakers, Ron. Shout out to uh shout out to Fantasy Sports. We're back. Hey, shout, shout out, out to Dave. my whack at put it this way. This will be the first year in the history of Kniff's fantasy sports that I will not make the playoffs and my NFL team is trash. I swear, if <laughs> Leonard Fournette wasn't so big and strong, <laughs> I run up on his I'll run up on his on his crispy ass and I'll I, and I'll give him hands. But the way my bank account is set up, I ain't gonna do that. But it's humbling, it's humbling to just suck. Like I've never not been good at fantasy football ever. Like I win every fucking year almost, and this shit sucks. Shout I've had Gabe, nightmares man. about that, it. I don't know. Gabe is seven. Gabe is killing, bro. Wow. Gabe is killing. This is just man. this is just God telling me that I need to humble myself because I talked so much shit to Gabe over the years, and every fucking day I feel like Gabe texts me these passive aggressive ass text messages. Hey, how's your day going? Don't <laughs> fucking text me, Gabe. You know my day is terrible. You know I'm on the waiver wire hating my life, so and, don't text me. And you shunned him from the group chat because he has the Android. That's like you that's like the epitome can't. of here's the thing. Here's the thing. But you're I, right. I'm anal about group chat names. So I want all the stuff in the chat for proof. Like if Marcus says some wild shit week two, nigga, I'm scrolling up. When there's like <laughs> 80, when there's no name on the chat, that means that Marcus might have texted all of us and left out Chevy. Or Chevy texted this person left. No. I need all the tea all the time for these screenshots. <laughs> when I make my comeback, y'all gonna know. Uh, but yeah, I'm, you know the I'm really sad. We at the top, man. You know. Top, yeah, man. you, Gabe, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I mean, y'all killing. Y'all out, also out there doing some weird shit every day. I read uh, on Twitter now. I don't even now. I don't even care. I, I know it's from Florida. Florida. I know it's I know it's I know it's from Florida. It's like dude with no arm wins arm wrestling contest versus gorilla. I'm like, that's in Florida. Like every like, what are y'all doing out there? We're just living our best life, man. It's it's a lot of drugs. It's hot out here. Living Uh, our best life. Everyone, every third person has a gun. It's Uh, crazy. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well, shout out to the homies. Shout out to everybody in uh, first place. Shout out to everybody living a best life. You know, shout out to y'all. Happy to be back on. Shout out to everybody listening. Come on, bro, get us a win. Let's go tonight. Peace! (laughs)